Well, everyone, it's so good to be with you. We are excited about this amazing day that we are mm -hmm. launching, Leaders Alliance. And uh, we have some amazing speakers for you. It's going to just be a really wonderful time together. And thank you for joining us. We will be joined by others as the day goes on. But uh, as we begin, I'd like, Diane, if you would just lead us in prayer and just invite the Holy Spirit to come and yeah. just fill us all this morning. Um, yeah. And then we'll get rolling. Yes. Thank you, Father. Thank you that you've led us together on this morning for such a time as this. People from all over the world, people from different denominations and backgrounds coming together for the, the purpose of unity in the spirit and the bond of peace, that we could get, gain wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of you and your ways, Lord. We ask that you would anoint each person today and make them fruitful, bring healing and restoration, and that you would lead us forward with confidence and, uh, and great victory in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, again, I want to welcome you to this uh, launch of Leaders Alliance. Um, let me just explain a little bit. Uh, you know, we have Steve Long on the on the call. He's the pastor of uh, the Toronto Catch the Fire Church, and uh, he was the original leader of Leaders Alliance. It was serving another purpose as we integrated our two movements under the leadership of, of John and Carol Arnott. We brought together Partners in Harvest. We brought together Catch the Fire into one new movement, and then John and Carol ordained uh, Duncan and Kate Smith, who will be on the call a little bit later, to... Uh, to be the presidents of this new movement called Catch the Fire World. And so it's just been an amazing season. And then they invited Diane and I to join in with them. I first met John and Carol 27, 28 years ago. And, uh, you know, we met them kind of in passing, but then we heard that God was moving up in Toronto. So we dropped everything. We ran up there and got blasted by the Holy Spirit in a powerful way. We A few weeks later, we brought our whole staff, or actually a, a representation, of our staff up there and they got touched as well and so when we yeah. came back to san francisco god started moving in an identical way so we had a meeting hall with that sat 1200 we went right into nightly meetings six nights a week for almost 18 months and john and carol came and visited us a few times during that time and so we are so grateful for their input in us i'm going to introduce them in just a minute mm -hmm. but um let me just talk a little bit about Leaders Alliance as we get started, because Leaders Alliance is a new ministry now. You know, we had a previous identity, but our purpose was a little different. We have now spent the last six months reorganizing and redesigning Leaders Alliance to be a support system for kingdom-minded leaders around the world. See, our, our passion is to see the body of Christ rise up to a new level of influence and impact in the world. And this is this is our passion. This is our dream. You know, I started a, a ministry called uh, PastorsCoach.com about six or seven years ago to work with churches to help them mobilize every member for ministry mm -hmm. according to each member's God-given design and destiny. Mm -hmm. And so we've been working in that realm. But then we realized as, as uh, Duncan and Kate and John and Carol gave us authorization to start this new ministry, that the stuff we had built for Pastors Coach really applies to all leaders everywhere. Mm -hmm. And so what we wanted to do is broaden the scope and take those, those 
those things that we had pioneered within Pastor's Coach, the leadership principles, and bring them into Catch the Fire. And what's so wonderful is Catch the Fire has had such a rich history in the presence and power of God. And we've been spending the last, gosh, six or seven years developing practical tools. So what Leaders Alliance is, is it brings together the supernatural and the super practical into a, a, um, a, a tool that we believe will help you become the leader that God's called you to be and help develop other leaders in your midst to really raise them up and raise their leader level to new evol- levels of impact mm-hmm. and influence. Yeah. So, Diane. And we don't see this <clears throat> only as um, a ministry that, that people will benefit from teaching and impartations from us, but the whole foundation of this ministry has been bring in the nations and let's equip the nations. And Michael and I, our ministry has always been across denominations. It's been across all kinds of different counterculture ministries, every kind of ministry that God would invite us into. And that's what we have represented today, you know, um, we see that God is bringing people in um, the, the the avenue of thought leaders of um, what are some of the other ones? It's like church planting yeah. and emerging leadership and intercession and, and yeah. uh, prophetic. So we, we will have actually action groups called catalyst groups that will be focusing on each of these areas to actually, you know, one of the things of most networks, most uh, uh, networks of this kind focus a lot on just belonging, Mm -hmm. but we're shifting that a little bit. We want to focus more on becoming. We want to help every person that's a part of what we're building to become the the kingdom uh, infused, powerful leader that God's intended them to be. And so part of what we want to do is help mentor each one of you, each one of us into greater and greater influence and impact in the world around us. Yeah. So. And, and we just see so much power in camaraderie and the symbiosis of what happens when leaders come together. So um, what we're expecting God to do is to draw the gold that's in this group. I mean, looking at the screen, you guys are powerful. You guys have history. You guys have um, clout in the kingdom of God. And we want to draw on you to be able to f- bring what you carry into this group as well where we can, again, link arms and strengthen one another and um, come out from the lonely shadows sometimes of what it is to be senior leaders and leaders of groups and ministries and strengthen one another, like Michael said, practically and supernaturally, that we would support one another in prayer, that we could actually get to know one another. So it's not just a sign in the blank and you'll get something in your inbox. We're hoping that God would really build us into a community. When there's one need, we can go. When there's another need, we can help. So yeah, yeah. It's, it's just a... but. So Leaders Alliance is a ministry of Catch the Fire, mm-hmm. but designed to bring the blessings of what we're building to the whole body of Christ. Yes. So we really want to be able to go beyond some of the limitations of, in fact, if you're part of a different movement or a different denomination, you're still welcome to join what we're building. Yes. Because what we're building will actually bless the whole church so that we can bless the whole world. Mm-hmm. But as we proceed now, I, I want to actually uh, talk about John and Carol. And the amazing grace that they've brought into our lives. Mm-hmm. You know, as I think about you two and, and the incredible grace and love that you bring, 
your love of the Father and your love of the work of the Holy Spirit has literally revolutionized millions around the world. And so it's such an honor to have you mm -hmm. on the call today. And, uh, you know, I talked to John yesterday. He's actually writing a book about the kingdom of love. Okay. I'm so excited about that. But why don't you, you know, take a few minutes and just share with us what's on your heart as we begin this call together. Well, okay. thank you so much, yes. Michael. Oh, it's so good to be with you today. Really, really good faces. to see everybody. It's yeah. amazing. And, uh, yeah, we're, we're just really excited about the opportunity to um, talk to you today about having a passion yes. for his presence and for empowering. Mm -hmm. And so uh, when, you, when you think about empowering, probably if I asked everyone here, would you like more power to get on with your mission? We'd all say, absolutely, we would. Mm -hmm. But... Uh, what empowers us really is, I think, an underlying question. And as I thought about this and reflected on it, I mean, it's, it's one of our core values that yeah. we want to be empowered right. and, and not just in the flesh. We're right. not talking about striving. talent or yeah. striving. We're no. talking about supernatural empowering by the Holy Spirit. And I believe it's encountering God that... Uh, that makes that really happen for us. And so, first of all, we get empowered through the word, through an impartation of truth. And I hope everybody has settled that the word of God is exactly that, the word of God yes. uh, from cover to cover was written by over 40 different people, but they were inspired by the Holy Spirit. And Amen. you need to prove to yourself that the Bible is the word of God. It's a roadmap to take you from here to there. And you can depend on it and trust it and get to know it. So there's that and the truth of it all. But then also the, the reality that we encountered in 1994 mm -hmm. and years leading up to that, was this presence, this unseen presence of the Holy Spirit that can come upon us. And I'd like us to do that right now. Just practice a little bit. Hold your hands out in front of you <laughs> and begin to yes, welcome Lord. him. Yeah. Holy Spirit, uh, we, we want to connect and be empowered by the living sure. God. And it's the one that we cannot see, yes. but wow, can we ever feel yeah. him. And I ask you to help me cultivate yes. a safe place in my heart where mm -hmm. the Holy Spirit is wow. welcome and he feels free to come. And so when his presence come up, comes upon us like that, you can mm -hmm. feel him and you begin to experience his power. And there's an impact from that. There's a knock on effect from that. Yes. And, uh, I want to say that all of us need to be built on a solid foundation, uh, beginning with this stuff called love, and then going into sound doctrine and, and going into godly experiences and godly encounters and all of that sort of thing. But one of my favorite scriptures of all is in Ephesians chapter 3, verse 17 to 20, which says, 
that we need to be rooted and grounded in love. Imagine that, Carol. I know. Rooted. Mm -hmm. Rooted. That means you can't be moved. Yeah. We've got a nice decorative tree out in our back garden, but you can't move it. It's rooted there. It is. Definitely uh, rooted. It would be quite a job getting it out. And so we want to be rooted and grounded in the love of God so that we can have an understanding and a concept of how big this deal is. And the scripture said, so you know that the length and the width and the height and the depth, Mm -hmm. it it all surpasses knowledge. It goes Mm -hmm. beyond what we can know and what we can understand, but it's preparing our heart to be Mm -hmm. filled Say fill. Fill. With all the fullness of God. So fill them all right here, Lord. That's exactly where we want to go. And once you know uh, that love, I mean, I don't think we're ever going to know it completely and totally and everything, but we can begin to know the reality of it. And let, let us go deeper in, in that reality and in relationship with him. But getting to know that, um, that, that is going to change your whole foundation. It's going to change your motivation. And it's going to change your understanding of empowerment. And so the motivation that we all need, like, don't you want your motivation to be right. pure? Well, it's definitely. love that changes everything. What do you think, Carol? I definitely think so. Empowerment must look like love, and especially love and intimacy with our bridegroom king, with our Abba Father, with our wonderful Holy Spirit. And in his presence, the Psalms say, is fullness of joy and pleasure forevermore. We, our motive is to love and to be loved by our King. Matthew twenty-two thirty-seven says, love the Lord your God with all your head. <laughs> Does it say that? Yes. Nope. Not in the first place it doesn't say that. Yeah, not in the first place. It says, love the Lord your God with all your heart. And then with all your soul. Have you seen people watching a football game? I mean, there's a lot of soul or baseball game or whatever. We need to love the Lord with all of our soul because he loves us that much. And then love our neighbor as ourselves. And you see, if we do not love ourselves, hello, do you love yourself? If there's kind of a, eh, I'm not quite sure, mm-hmm. you need to pursue that healing of your heart in that area. So that's just a little sideline of getting your heart transformed. And so we want to be, first and foremost, one filled to overflowing, empowered, have an encounter, have a soaking time, spend time in his presence. Because if we're filled to overflowing with that glorious presence of the Holy Spirit, if we marinate 
in that presence. Wow, we have it all. We have love, we have peace, we have joy, we have all the fruits of the spirit. We have all the empowerment. We have signs, wonders, miracles. Mm -hmm. We have it all if we are immersed and saturated and filled with him. And I so encourage that as we begin this, that we become people that will take time in his presence to be like the five wise virgins in Mm -hmm. Matthew 25. We must be ready at all times. We must be filled with him. We must have our lamps lit, passion, love, looking for the lost But first and foremost, we've got to have extra oil. See, we've been giving it away, giving it away, giving it away. But you can't give away what you don't already first have. And so God wants us to come into an intimate time with him. The Bible says in John that God is love. Wow. First and foremost. So empowerment to do all the things that we want to do in the kingdom first comes out of intimacy, out of love, ah, with our King, with our Heavenly Father, with our Holy Spirit. That's so good, Carol. Come on, Carol. Come on, that's amazing. Well, when, when we think of empowering, most of us think about being more, more proficient at ministry. So we we need a greater anointing so we can preach better, heal the sick better, and do it all better and better because we've been empowered. And there's a lot of truth in that because the day came when Jesus took the 12 aside and scripture says he gave them power Mm -hmm. over all sickness, all disease, all demons. And from that moment on, they had a massive upgrade. And so... Yeah. Amen. Amen. I absolutely want that. But there's there's a question that I often ask people, and, and here it is. What does it look like when you're hot out on the Great Commission, go into all the world and preach the gospel and reap the harvest? You're all full on with the Great Commission, but you don't have the Great Commandment down yet. Mm. So you really don't know the importance of love, uh, how to love the Lord, which is primary, but secondly, love your neighbor and love yourself. Yourself first. And see, there's a hitch there. If you you really don't love yourself, you're going to struggle to love other people. And so what the Lord is asking us is, please, please get the foundational motivation of love. We really, really need that in place. And I remember the day it happened to me, and I've never recovered. I, I got such waves of love over me. I thought I wasn't going to live through it. I know. But I did live you through did. it. You did. And I got the theology for it 10 years later, yeah. believe it or not. But anyway, love changes everything. And it will bring a new purity into your Christian life and ministry. And, and I'm not just talking about moving further away from sin. I'm talking about uh, our motives. Mm. And so we don't have motives that are mixed with ambition 
or mixed with selling product or other selfish agendas or a need to be needed or a need to be seen up there. But it's, it's like, Lord, will you come upon me? I'm about to go up on the platform and begin a meeting. And I want to shine for Jesus. Yeah. Mm. And that's what I mean by having your motives aligned to the purposes of his heart and his, his kingdom. And so ideally, we, we would have a new desire, yeah. really, yeah. to exalt him and to promote his really global worldwide kingdom with all the myriads of different expressions. And so there's so many different Christian denominations, but a true Christian has a personal experience with Jesus Christ. Amen. And I remember my grandfather years ago saying, if, if a person has been born again and they know Jesus in their heart of hearts, then whatever else is, is different from me, it doesn't matter. They're my brother and we can walk together. Yes, And so things that divide us, like our eschatology or our minor doctrines of this, that, and the other, uh, let's gather around the, 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 the main plain truth of the gospel, that we who have been born again have a mission, and we want to be empowered by the God of heaven to carry out that mission and bring others into this tremendous, glorious, good news. So be empowered, everybody, and be rooted and grounded in love. In Jesus' mighty name. Be ambassadors of love. Be ambassadors of intimacy. Be ambassadors, wow, that bring glory to your king. Amen. Hallelujah. Wow. Amen. Well, thank you so much. Well, that's a, that's a foundation we can build on, you know, because that is the foundation of Jesus Christ. And um, thank you so much for sharing that because it takes the pressure of ministry off. It takes the profession, uh, performance pressure off. It takes it all off and puts Jesus at the center. And as we come together as leaders, first and foremost, we need and want that, right? Yeah, that's so, so good. And, and, you know, we're still growing, you know, the scripture says so clearly that we love because he first loved us. Mm -hmm. And that reality of receiving more and more love from our heavenly father, from our Papa in heaven, and letting that love saturate our hearts and overflow mm -hmm. is the essence of being filled with the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. So thank you so much, John and Carol for mm -hmm. sharing that. And uh, we're going to now uh, introduce four of our advisors. And uh, I'd like you guys to get ready to share. They're going to share briefly, but let me just say as we introduce them that um, we have a, a, a bit of a structure in, in this ministry of, of Leaders Alliance. The first level is we have these amazing advisors from different branches of the body of Christ that are speaking into what we're doing because we really want to be uh, keyed into God's purposes and, and, and really see the body of Christ as a whole. 
Okay, so these amazing advisors are going to be speaking for just a few of them for a couple of minutes here. But then we also have what we call catalysts, and they're going to be our main leaders. Those are the people that are actually leading the small groups that we will be offering for members. And so what they'll be doing is, you know, we have uh, Mark and Cheryl will be sharing in a few minutes. They're, they're leading the church uh, emphasis. And so how to build leaders in the local church. We have uh, uh, JT Monarchik is going to be helping us to lead the, the uh, marketplace ministers gatherings. We have uh, Elijah Stevens who will be helping us with thought leadership, dealing with how people are perceiving the church and how the church is interacting with the culture of the world and apologetics and all of those kinds of dynamics. We have Jessica Tate who's over emerging generation leadership. Uh, so we have a number of those amazing catalytic leaders that will actually, if that's your passion, we're going to connect you to them. And then there's going to be a growth of your emphasis that will actually strengthen you to be a mentor to others in a powerful way. And we hope that this kind of reverberates throughout the body of Christ. And so here's what, what I want to do right now is introduce four individuals. First of all, uh, Andrew McMillan, who's an amazing uh, a leader who's planted a church in Medellin, Colombia, that is now you know over 8,000 members. He's part of a, a network throughout South America, but he's also a dear friend of Catch the Fire. And then we're going to talk about a couple of other leaders at that point. We're going to uh, introduce also Mike Frank and, uh, and Steve Witt. And so, Steve, you're going to come on second. Mike Frank will come on third. And then if, uh, if you're on the call, Kathy Harris, I'd like you to... Uh, sort of end, end the time with sharing. So you guys have about two minutes, but why don't you go for it, Andrew? <laughs> Just give us a, a sense of your heart and then for Leadership and Leaders Alliance. Hey, thank you, Michael. And uh, no, I feel so at home and and, and so honored and, and pumped up every time I'm, I'm with all of you. And I was just remembering when uh, John was talking, well, when I was 23, Jesus just poured liquid oil on my heart. I just melted my heart. And I've seen over the years, when my heart is more liquid, it's so easily moved in his hands. It's uh, rather too easy to cry. <laughs> That's when I always know that I'm, I'm closer to him. That's kind of my initial sign. But now in this time, I've been here um, recovering from getting slammed by a car since January. So God is really... Um, doing a lot of transformation with me. And right now, so I'm just really glad to be connected because I, I mean, I was full of agendas, you know, last year, and now I'm kind of agenda list. Uh, so I'm really <laughs> excited to, I mean, I know he's putting a new uh, passion. I want to, can't wait to get back, lay hands on the sick and, and to be preaching. And but really, I want to go, I, I feel out of heart now that it's time to really move out into the um, boondocks, but it's also a time to really empower the next just generation of church planners. So I won't say anything more now because I don't know uh, exactly where I'm going. <laughs> Great. Thank you. Well, Steve Wick, can you come on and, and uh, yeah. introduce yourself? Steve is the pastor of, of the Bethel Church. And uh, why don't you share a little bit about yourself and your passion for leadership? Yeah, we've been here. We're celebrating our 25th anniversary of our church here in Cleveland in about a week. And uh, we're pretty excited about that. We feel a real pivot right now, not only because of 2020 and all the things that have happened, but, uh, you know, I just want to thank John and Carol. John and Carol, above anyone else in my life, in all my history, I'm turning 65 pretty soon, 
nobody's impacted me the way they did. And uh, their obedience transformed my life and is now producing a whole different forest of, uh, of hopefully uh, oaks of righteousness that are rising yes. up. And so I'm so happy for this movement, uh, the Leadership Alliance, because it's taking John and Carol's vision, as well as Duncan and Kate, uh, operating this, implementing this. I'm excited. I think this is going to be something that's going to take what God has blessed freely to the world, take it to a new level of creating structures, systems, encouragement along the way for those of us that are kind of in the trenches on the front line, looking for someone, hoping for someone to help out. I think Bethel Alliance is going to be that. Or, I'm sorry, Bethel Alliance. Leadership Alliance is going to be that. Yes. We're in it together. Sorry, I got Bethel on my head. No, that's true. Well, again, that's that's what we're so excited about. You being one of our advisors is because, in a sense, you're deep in the Bethel Leader Network and you're, you know, you're, you're a truly Bethel church. Uh, one of the few, the six, I think, that are have the name. And so to have you on our team speaking into this as a representative, both of that ministry, but also your own ministry, which is across the body of Christ, is an honor. So thank you, Steve. Bless you guys. Oh, we're so grateful to have you on. Mike Frank, could you come on as well? Mike is just yeah. a, a dear friend. And Mike is also uh, one of the most su- successful business leaders that I've ever met in terms of the, his, uh, min- his history in business, being a VP in both PepsiCo and in, in Disney, and then starting his own company with several others that you know, grew to be a, a massive, you know, they sold for, I think, $14 billion or something. And then his second, min- his second business that he let, co-led with some others uh, laid the foundation for the uh, internet, <laughs> just amazing level three. And so, you know, Mike has also then taken what he learned in business and worked with a number of major ministries. If we if we name them, you'd know them, helping them to establish their infrastructure. So, Mike, why don't you share a little bit about your heart for leadership? And uh, we'll take it from there. All right, great. Well, I apologize. I'm, I'm driving across the Midwest today, oh. but I'm happy to be with you. Um, you know, uh, as a business guy, uh, one of the things that I was really focused on was developing future leaders. We had about 500,000 employees when I worked for PepsiCo, so I always say we had this insatiable appetite for developing new leaders. So it's been a big, big part of my life. And uh, now, you know, that I'm not in business as much anymore, I'm trying to help others do it in the kingdom. And what I'm excited about, though, is kind of looking at the model of Ezra and Nehemiah, um, where it took both of those two guys and their leadership skills to rebuild the cities. And that's a part that I think has been a little bit missing, is we haven't fully engaged marketplace leaders to come alongside, you know, the church planners, et cetera. And I think this is the new era for that to happen. I think getting more marketplace guys activated in the game, working side by side, we're going to have an increase in the kingdom. So I am super excited to join Michael and Diane and the others, and I can't wait to get started on this. Excellent. Well, bless you, Mike. 
Kathy Harris, could you speak up? Kathy is the director of the School of Ministry in Toronto, Catch the Fire, and she's also a passionate trainer for church planters. And church planting is one of the dear things on our heart right now. Yeah. We want to see thousands of churches planted in this coming season. And so could you could you just speak up, Kathy, and introduce yourself and your passion for yes. emerging leaders? Yes, absolutely. So Gordon and I are the directors. He's on the call on Gordon, some other page um, for me as well. But, um, you know, I, I think we are personally super passionate about the church for a couple of reasons. Number one, the Father, Son and Holy Spirit are so passionate for the church and they love the church. They were like, go build the church and go and multiply yourself. So it's right deeply in the heart of the Father. Therefore, it's really, really deep in our hearts. And I think secondly, Gordon and I did not grow up in church, and but we were hungry for God. I mean, the Holy Spirit was already pursuing us before we were Christians. And what did we do? In those days, we looked up in the yellow pages. We were like, where's their church? Let's go and walk over to that church and find out what's going on there. And so people in the world are looking for God. They're looking for God. And they know the place that you find God is in the community of believers. And so in some ways, we have the easiest job just to be there and to and to go out and multiply ourselves. And so... I am very passionate about it. I'm not even going to ask you guys to raise your hands if you think the church is messy or you've been hurt by the church or you've had been a leader and it's been like, oh, my goodness, because it is messy. It is that that, that is a reality of it. But I think, you know, we uh, we run the training school here in Toronto and we do. We need to get healed up, like Carol said. If we, if we love ourselves and love Jesus um, with all of ourselves, we, we can't go wrong, I don't think. So um, I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited we, that, you know, John and Carol are church planters at heart. Duncan and Kate are church planters at heart. I've been looking across the screens. I see so many of you who I know already who have planted churches. And so let's do some more. Let's do it. Let's do it. So now is my real great privilege to present to you Duncan and Kate Smith. And Duncan and Kate are just heroes of mine, and I'm excited to work with them, to support them, to encourage them, and to really lend my strength to their strength as they build Catch the Fire World. So Duncan and Kate, why don't you take it away? Well, thank you very much, Michael. Thank you so much. It's and lovely Diane. to be here with all of you today and um, excited for this launch. Yeah, this is absolutely the right time for Leaders Alliance to be launching. And thank you so much, Steve Long and Sandra, for carrying Leaders Alliance through the first stage, uh, through integration of Partners in Harvest and Catch the Fire. But now it's really wonderful that from that platform, Michael and Diane can really take it and run with this vision that the Lord really put into their hearts. And I think it's just amazing in their humility, they were willing to let it go for a season and, and get behind Steve and Sandra. And uh, But now the Lord's absolutely made it the perfect timing for them to just take the baton and run with this. And we are super, super excited. The context uh, for Leaders Alliance being launched right now, I don't think there's ever been a better context. The, the nations are so open and hungry for the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ which is the love of God manifested to all of humanity, to every one of us. 
And uh, thank you so much, John and Carol, for such an amazing foundation uh, for this afternoon. And uh, in our lives as well, putting that foundation of love into our hearts. And the thing about love is that love compels us. Love hems us in. Love controls us. And it compels us. There isn't a a proper translation for that Greek word right there in 2 Corinthians 5.14. And love is a burning fire, uh, according to Song of Solomon, chapter 8, verse 6. And so we've got this burning fire in us. That's why we're called Catch the Fire. And since 94, we've been in revival and multiple ministries have really run with this revival. The first stage of that revival was the gathering stage, but then we've been in the scattering stage. Now we're really in the building phase where God has taken this revival from prayer lines, nightly prayer meetings and into daily encounters. And I love what Mike Frank was saying about just the reality that that being mobilized into the marketplace, having the entire body of Christ in family, in local church, where we can worship and minister to the Lord, where we can receive the love of God, love ourselves, love each other, but then also the mobilization and the equipping of the saints for the work of the ministry in the Ephesians uh, 4 paradigm. Paul talks about that fivefold paradigm where it goes from family and goes into the marketplace and we become the true ecclesia, which is family, not neglecting to be family, not neglecting to worship. And, you know, there's there's so much talk about ecclesia, but we can never forget the first building blocks of the ecclesia is actually the oikos, the family of God. It was in the very beginning and it will always be. God loves family. He loves his body. And, uh, and so the Lord is on the move, everybody. And the love of God is thrusting us out. And we've realized that, you know, conferences, schools of ministry, those things are so important. But really on the heart of God, what will lead to lasting revival through multiple generations is the planting of churches, but not churches that are insular, but churches that are absolutely participating in the marketplace, full of the fire of God, full of the Holy Spirit, bringing the supernatural kingdom into the marketplace. And I think, you know, there's been a lot of talk about marketplace ministry, but if you don't have the fire, you're no different in the marketplace. You just fit in instead of standing out and actually truly transforming that marketplace. I think about, I think about Jesus and, you know, how he answered the Pharisees when they said, oh, why aren't your disciples fasting? And he said that you cannot put new wine into old wineskins in Luke 5. He said, to, for, for there to be new wine, there must be new wineskins. Otherwise, the new wine will ruin the wineskin. And right now, a lot of people are looking at COVID in the church and saying, oh, you know, what's God doing? He's building something new, some new wineskin and so on. But I just have this realization that a wineskin is a wineskin, Even if it's a new wineskin, it's the same old that's now new. And what is that wineskin? It's a lamb that was sacrificed last year, gave up its life so that we could have the new wine this year. And we believe that Leaders Alliance is going to mobilize leaders that are not leading for themselves or for their 
for their ministry or the numbers or their own agendas, but a leading ministries where they're laying down their lives for the people and laying down their lives so that they can help people enter into their destiny and find their platform, find themselves being fully equipped as sons and daughters that are now not just sons and daughters, but becoming mums and dads out in the world where they're reproducing and multiplying and full of wine, full of the Holy Spirit. And so we're really excited, Kate and I, that we're, this launching of Leaders Alliance really brings together through the uniqueness of Michael and Diane and already all of our advisors and catalyst leaders and so on. It's really awesome to see a, a synergy of the revival renewal stream, the prayer and worship and intercessory stream, the uh, transformational stream, and then also the excellence of leadership and church growth all coming together for such a time as this so that, the, so that Jesus can receive the reward of his suffering, the nations as his inheritance. And so that's where we're at and we're excited and we're looking forward to seeing people that are willing, not just carrying the word of the, the blood, washed in the blood of the lamb, not just carrying the word of their testimony, but also loving not their lives, even unto death. Amen. Okay. Amen. And, um, <laughs> I've got part two to add, but <laughs> um, yeah, I think this whole um, dynamic of family is going to be so important because I, if I think about a healthy family, it produces courage and faith mm. and risk. And we are in a time like no other in society where there's so much division Unless there's a, a radical call to obedience and laying down our lives and building a culture of safety where we can go because we know we're in a safe community with one another, but we can lay our lives down for one another. And also in a family that really um, promotes women in their gifts Come on. is a time where we're at. And, you know, if we're in the season of the harvest, Many people that still don't know Jesus don't necessarily have any personal baggage, particularly a younger generation. Um, they're women and they're called to, to fly. They're men, they're called to fly. So I feel like we've got an opportunity to mobilize a younger generation, particularly Amen. where there's the most um, transformation and um, longevity. And so I'm excited about the Leaders Alliance coming together for a generation of not only sons, but of daughters Come on. who will lay their lives down and lead the way into the spheres of influence that God is taking them. You know, we have three daughters and we never told them that they couldn't achieve all that God told them to, to achieve. And so I'm just so um, excited about the, the female apostles, the female prophets, the female evangelists, and of course, men, the male ones too, because I love, <laughs> I love mighty sons and warriors too. So thank you Amen. so much for this opportunity. Daughters of God, rise up. Yes. <laughs> and also, you know, just her emphasis on emerging generation. Our emerging generation couldn't leader couldn't be here today, her the catalyst leader for that, because uh, she's teaching in a 16,000 member church in uh in outside of uh, Sao Paulo this morning. Uh so uh, this morning our time, afternoon for you guys. But anyway, just to, mm -hmm. you know, 
uh, an amazing young leader who's going to be actually raising up young leaders in a powerful way. But before we uh, have our final speaker, which is uh, Banning Liebscher, so excited to have him on this call, we're going to share, we're going to present a couple of our catalyst leaders, uh, actually, uh, Mark and Cheryl Perry, and then uh, uh, Steve and, and Marcy Fish. And Steve and Marcy are advisors to us, but I'm, they're going to have a, even, I think, a greater role. So, uh, uh, Mark and Cheryl, why don't you share about your heart for the local church and how we are going to serve local church leaders? Sure, that's exciting, Michael. Thank you. We're just going to take a couple of minutes. And my wife, Cheryl, is here. Uh, she's at home. I'm at the office, so we're on different screens. But uh, I just want to say that we're thrilled to join all of you. I see so many familiar faces that I know I've had personal interaction with. Um, John and Carol, we met you in April of 1994, and we met unconditional love personified, and it's mm -hmm. never changed. You've always loved us unconditionally. You've always been our mom and dad, and we're so thankful for you, and we honor you. Mm -hmm. And um, Duncan and Kate, I met Duncan actually in the dirt of Mozambique. And, uh, and, and if John and Carol represent unconditional love, Duncan, you represent, you and Kate represent radical love. And I just thank you so much for your friendship and your encouragement. You're such an encourager. And I love that you don't just impart fire in a general way, but you impart fire to individual hearts as you have to us. So thank you for that. And Michael and Diane, uh, such amazing broad-based lovers of Jesus. And Michael in particular, you know, you've, you've really helped me unpack strategic love. You know, that love can be very strategic and it can look like something. And um, there's so many different aspects of what love is. And so this unconditional, radical, strategic love is coming together in this Leaders Alliance movement. And we're thrilled to be a part of it. Uh, just real quick, I want to say, if there's ever a time where we need great leadership, it's right now. There's such a dearth and a longing and a vacuum of great leadership. And as I think Kate said, this is a moment where leaders can step up, especially church leaders. And I, and I agree with Mike Frank. It has to be in partnership with other spheres, business. My wife and I've had the privilege of owning businesses. We've I've been a leader in the educational sphere. And um, it, even we've even been in the media world and been on a television show. And But our primary investment has been leaders in the church world. We led Iris Leader School for seven years under uh, Heidi Baker and uh, still are going to be doing some of that. So we are so into what's happening right now. And we've been longing, we've been talking to Michael about this thing that's happening right now for years. And so we just want you to know we're all in. We cannot wait to invest, serve, listen to, help church leaders. Uh, uh, the last thing I want to say, Michael, is that I was saved. I became to Jesus at the very end of the Jesus movement. And one of the challenges of the Jesus movement is that there was incredible wine, but the wineskins were kind of messed up. There was either no wineskin and there were all a bunch of independent people, or there was controlling wineskin, you know, through what was called the shepherding movement. And what we need today is a family-based paradigm and culture that's in the world, that's serving people outside of ourselves. But there has to, as Duncan said, there has to be a home base. We don't come home to an office. We come home to a family. Yes. And so the church is that family, the local church, whether it meets in an office building, it doesn't matter where it meets, but it's a family. And what we can do as church leaders is we can build a family that will welcome the next Jesus movement. So, amen. I just want to say amen to that. And I don't know if my wife wants to say anything. Cheryl, could you share some? Sure, part? I'd love to. I love what Kathy said. I am a local church 
lady through and through. I really believe God has so much purpose. Amen. Sisters out there. Um, I just love what God is doing and has done. And it's never going to go away. Duncan, I love what you said. It's a, it's a wineskin and the wineskin doesn't change. It just becomes new. Let's build leaders in the church who can go and serve people in the church and serve people outside of the church. I mean, that's our job. That's what he's called us to do. So I, I'm just very grateful. Everyone that Mark mentioned and thanked, I mean, obviously that comes from my heart as well. So, so, so glad to be a part of what you guys are doing, Michael and Diane and everyone else. And thank you for allowing us the privilege to serve and give what we have um, and what we've really fought for. And um, we just want that to be multiplied and go into the world, just like everyone said. So say, thank you for allowing us to be a part of this. We love you all. It's so great to see everyone on the call. This is going to be so fun as we move into the future together. So Stephen Marcy, uh, I'd like you to speak up. Uh, they're pastors of Convergence Church in Fort Worth, Texas. Uh, Marcy also serves on the International Board of Iris Ministries. So we're glad to even invite that side of the body of Christ in to be with us in this. But could you guys speak up and just uh, share your hearts for uh, developing leaders in our generation? Yeah, thank you so much, Michael and Diane. Uh, as Michael said, we we pastor a church. Had been there for thirty one years in in Fort Worth, Texas, called Convergence, and we are so excited to be a part of of this fresh wineskin. And I I just keep hearing this phrase, uh, the convergence of movements. Yes, and, and we feel like there's going to be the convergence of generations, yes. convergence of the apostolic and the prophetic. And I believe that there's going to be a real grace on us to actually recognize the grace um, that's on people, that's on movement. So that as Ephesians 4, 16 says that every piece can be in the right place. And in Galatians 3, they recognized the grace that was on Paul to go to the Gentiles. And I just feel like in this movement, we're really going to recognize the grace and it's going to be so strategic the convergence of movements that comes together and, and we feel like it's time for this. And we've been so blessed by this movement through the years, John and Carol, you came to Arlington, Texas in April of 1994. We, we came and were introduced into a whole <laughs> fresh wine skin that just blew our church up. We have never recovered. We're so <laughs> thankful for you guys uh, Duncan and Kate, uh, we love you guys so much and so many other friends that are here. Um, I, am, I am so excited about this time and this season. Yeah, so am I. I'm so excited. Actually, I get really weepy whenever I get on these Zoom calls with so many amazing leaders from around the world. I'm so moved. I so feel the heart of the Father in leaders coming together like this. I feel like this is such an opportunity. And I was, I didn't even know Steve was going to say that about convergence of movements, but just this wasn't even written down in my notes, but Duncan uh, prophesied over us a few years ago, the emergence of convergence, which of course, you know, our ministry, our church is called convergence. And so it was in that context that he was prophesying, but through a series of supernatural crazy things that happened, we realized God was saying the emergence of convergence wasn't just about our church. It was actually about 
movements, ministries, churches, businesses, all coming together for this new wineskin that God is building. I believe it's a call of God on Michael, on you and Diane to build new wineskins, bring all of your history and just the history that comes into this is just bringing me to tears as well. The longevity, you know, we, we took our youngest son to Toronto when he was one year old in the 90s. And he went back a couple of years ago as a 24-year-old. Mm. And John and Carol prophesied over him, prayed for him and his wife. Wow. That's the longevity of this movement. You're still doing it. And mm. it, it so speaks to me. And this opportunity that we have, I believe that we have an opportunity. We talk about new wineskins a lot. I believe we have opportunity to be the fabric of new wineskin that God is building for this time and season. I believe Zoom has given us the opportunity to connect like never before worldwide. And as leaders to encounter God together, even on Zoom, to build real relationships, to have real vulnerability, and to have discipleship. We never outgrow discipleship. I'm all in for it. All the discipleship. The people on this call right now, I I could sit and listen to for hours and days. So, so passionate and thankful to be part of this. And thank you all for all the years that have brought us to this point. Excellent. Well, thank you so much, Steve and Marcy. You know, um, I now have the privilege of introducing a dear friend. We're going to go to about quarter after in this call. So we build it for 75 minutes. We're going to share at the end some details about how you can be involved. But before I do, there's been a lot of talk about uh, wine and wineskins. Well, in a book that Banning and I wrote together, (laughs) we actually used the phrase, the coffee in the cup. You know, because we all love the coffee, but if we don't have a good cup, we're not going to get the coffee to our mouth. You know, we need the cup for the coffee. And that's really what Leaders Alliance is all about, is integrating the supernatural with the super practical. And I don't know anybody in my world that has done that better than Banning Liebscher. Banning has, uh, you know, launched Jesus Culture as a revival ministry out of uh, Bethel Church originally. And then he planted a church about, I don't know, five years ago now. And uh, and just a crazy, crazy, amazing growth and impact in the Sacramento area. And now they've planted, just planted uh, their second church, a third church. Anyway, Banning, why don't you share with us what's on your heart? Well, it's good to be with everybody. Michael, Diane, obviously love you guys. Few people have impacted me at the level Michael has in my walk and ministry and journey. But good to be with you guys. I want to just not take a ton of time. Uh, it's good to see so many friends. I'm looking around just like just excited to see friends. Um, you know, I'd be in the same boat that so many of you guys are in. We want to change the world. We want to impact cities. We want to see transformation. We want to see the harvest. Uh, we want to see revival. This is what we're burning for. This is what we're giving our lives for. This is what we're going all in on. We pushed all of our chips to the middle of the table. I want to see revival. I want to see cities and transformation. And I, and, and listen, this is interesting that John and Carol on this. I am a deeply, deeply committed guy to the local church. If you cut me at my core, you're going to see a passion for revival. But I remember John came through Bethel years ago and he said this phrase, he said, this revival is a local church revival. 
And what I believe is this, is that I am passionate about revival in the nations. I just believe that the local church is the vehicle through which it comes. So having said that, what I would say is this, <laughs> is, is that, is, is that I, I think we would all, we've all seen the shift and we would all applaud and agree with that we have changed the measurement of how we measure success in the church. So we have shifted from measuring success as how many we gather to measuring success to how many we send. So we're saying, hey, it's not how many you gather on Sunday, it's how many you send on Sunday that really matters. And I think we would all agree with that. What I think we have to get more intentional on is who we're sending. Yes. So success is absolutely shifted. It's what Mike Frank's talking about. It's all this type of stuff. But from the local church, who are we sending? And this is what I would say. We have to send leaders. We have to send leaders. The churches have to be about raising up leaders. Our passion in Sacramento is to raise, is to raise up leaders and flood Sacramento with them. I believe it's key to revival. But here's what I would say, and here's what I would land on, is one of the things that has to shift is one of the key components of a leader is this issue of ownership. Yes is that leaders live with a burden. They live with a sense of ownership that others don't. So when we say, hey, we are committed to being a church that doesn't just gather, but sins. We are committed to a church to seeing transformation and revival in our city, redefining success and how we measure in it. We have to begin to go, well, how am I intentional then about not just sending, but who I'm sending? And I have to send leaders. And at the core of leadership is this concept of ownership and burden. And this is what I would say is, is that we have to shift from raising up babysitters to raising up parents. Yes. Parents, parents live with a different sense of ownership. Um, one of the things that I would say is, is that, you know, when I, if I go stay at a friend's house that has a newborn baby, I'm at their house, they have a newborn baby, they're there as well. If that baby starts crying in the middle of the night, I wake up because I hear the baby, but I roll back over. I put some earplugs in, put a pillow on my head. I'm trying to drown out that cry. I'm trying to go back to sleep because that's not my problem. Like that baby crying, I don't have a sense of ownership for. It's not my child. The parents will get up. And part of the problem is, is, is we haven't raised up a generation in the church that actually lives with that sense of ownership mm. in their city and over their call. So they're driving through the city. There's cries that are happening, but there's not a sense of ownership over that thing that says, that's my child. I need to do something about that. And so what we have is we have, we have people that we're sending who are babysitters, not parents. And this is the analogy I would use. Is, is that, you know, my daughter, she's, uh, she's, she's about to be 19 right now, but when she was a, in, her, in high school, phenomenal babysitter. Like she was the one you wanted to get to babysit. She was great at it. And she would feed your kid and give your kid a bath and play with your kid and, and, and read to your kid and get your kid in bed at the right time, pick up the house. But what she needed in order to do that was a list and money. She needed a list and she needed money. The difference, the difference between her and a parent, because a parent does the same things. A parent 
is putting their kids to sleep. A parent is, you know, feeding them, getting them in the bath, reading to them. But what a parent doesn't need is a list. And a parent's definitely not making money. If you have kids, you are losing money. Kids is a losing money scenario. So parents, the difference between parents and babysitters, and they look similar, is that a babysitter needs a list. A babysitter needs somebody to tell them what to do and the motivation of money. A parent doesn't need those things because a parent has a sense of ownership called love. It's a burden of love that drives them, that motivates them, that says, I'm going to feed my child. I'm going to read to my child. I'm going to get my child in bed. I'm going to make sure my child, because I, I don't need a list. I have love. And I and that love is a sense of ownership. Mm. So, so are we sending into the city owners, people that begin to feel that sense of ownership that says, this is what I've even said. This is why I believe we're to build people. We're, our mandate is to build people. In fact, when Paul describes himself as a master builder, it's in the context of people. I believe Paul is saying, I'm a master builder of people. And so in our church, we, you know, we, we might say, you know, we had a planning meeting one time. They're like, what's the vision? And do you want to end homelessness in your city? And I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what's in the hearts of our people. I want to build people and then see what comes out of them. And if what comes out of those people is a passion in homelessness, then let's go after homelessness. But our mandate is to build people who are leaders. And at the core of that is ownership. Wow. I'll end with this. I'll end with something that just happened a week ago. We just really just tell this is actually, honestly, this is what I believe is a spirit led life. The spirit-led life is people that are being led by the spirit in their city and in their call. Rather than babysitting their call, rather than babysitting their city, they are owning their call and they're owning their city. So as pastors, what's happened is, is we feel like we have to organize everything so that the babysitters will actually do something. And then we have to figure out how to motivate all of them. How do I motivate and fire up my church to go do something? And how do I organize it all so that they'll do something rather than, 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 than putting that mandate on them to own? We have a guy in our church, because we've said this, what's on your heart? Go after it. There's a guy in our church. He works at AT&T. They just had a real passion for the homeless. So they started a whole, it's, it's outside of us. I mean, outside of, you know, me organizing, they started a homeless ministry. We've supported them. They're gathering people. They're going down and feeding and taking care of the homeless. Wow. Well, when these Caldor, when this, these fires hit, there's fires raging all around us right now. And these fires hit, he lives a little bit east of where we are, and he is the manager of an AT&T store. So when the fires hit, he just has a sense of ownership for this city that he's in. It's a town. So he started calling businesses. He started getting donations. He just, on his own, started calling businesses, starting getting donations, starting putting some stuff together, trying to figure it out. Corporate AT&T. I got this testimony last week. Corporate AT&T found out about what he was doing, called him, said, hey, what is it that you're doing? He goes, I don't know. I, there's just, I just saw a need in our city. So I'm kind of calling some businesses, seeing if they want to give to it, trying to organize some stuff, finding out who needs what. They said, we love what you're doing. 
We're going to give you $4 million. (laughs) They said, said, we're going to give you $4 million to distribute to the needs of your community that have been hit by this fire. They literally sent a guy to oversee him as he did it. They said, we're going to send somebody from AT&T to make sure we're watching you while you're doing it. But they called him, this guy, they heard about him taking ownership for his, it wasn't a ministry I organized, it wasn't anything. This happened last week. And they said, they called him and said, we want to put $4 million and we want you to direct it in that community to where you think it needs to go to help in that community's recovery in this process of people losing their homes, being displaced, businesses, all that type of stuff. This is the type of stuff. I'm like, can I raise up thousands of those guys? Yes. I'm about to send thousands of people who say, I drive like prayer is because I have a sense of ownership and burden. I'm moving towards things. I'm taking initiative. Listen, It's not just who we gather, it's who we send, but who we send has to be leaders and leaders at their core are are owners or parents. They're not babysitting their call. They're not babysitting their city. They don't need a list and money because they got a sense of ownership. All right. That is phenomenal. Wow, Banning, that just puts the icing on the cake, seriously, because that really captures the heart of what we're building here. We want to build this empowerment movement that releases that absolute commitment. The problem with so many of the of the movements that are doing uh, transformational work, they've abandoned the local church. But we want to actually put the local church in the very center. You know, if there's seven branches that we are supposed to reach or seven mountains. Hey, if they're branches on a tree, the tree is not one of the branches. The tree is the trunk of the tree. I mean, the church is the trunk of the tree that actually feeds all the branches. In other words, I believe that we're unique as a movement, Leaders Alliance, because we value the local church so powerfully and we want to see that ownership dynamic take place. Mm-hmm. And so I'm super excited about what Banning just shared. That sense of ownership, I believe, is what we're trying to engender through our catalyst groups that we can actually produce that kind of result. And hopefully $4 million will flow through as well. Yeah. So Diane, what are you thinking? I mean, when has there been a time in history, you guys, where um, people that are denominationally different, have different visions for the marketplace or for church or for missions or for youth. You know, it's like we can come together as a community online and there may be some events that we do in person if people want that, but where we can have a different like diversity, but unity. And we really want to have a value Obviously, first, what um, the Arnott said about love, but about vulnerability, authenticity, where we don't have to come together and have people say, so how big's your church? But it can be, how are you? How are you doing? How are you thriving? Are you healthy? Um, I mean, we would love to have people on here that talk about emotional, spiritual, psychological health that we can, like you guys, 
When we walk in life, when Michael and I have the life of God in us, when there's joy, when there's peace, there's no stopping us because that's the life of God that's contagious. But when we're a little bit ill, emotionally, psychologically, or spiritually, where hope is waning and we feel needy and 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 um, the and the world is kind of uh, hurt us, or maybe even the church, we need to come together and we don't always have peer leaders to be able to do that with. We want that to be a place in this community where that can be a resource. And also your strengths, you guys, you guys carry so much wisdom, strength, initiative, what you've done, what you've pioneered, um, often doesn't have an audience um, that is fit to what you've learned. Like we can provide an audience one to another where, where what God's sown into you can come out, you know? And again, this is, this is the first day of, of the rest of our lives, right? So um, we're, we can all develop this together. Michael and I are stewarding this, but it's going to come together through synergy and anointing and power of the whole body of Christ all around the world. And so we just wanna invite you to build that with us, you know? Amen. So we're going to share some details in just a moment, but our dear brother, Andrew McMillan, has his hand up. So, Andrew, why don't you share your what you were... I, I didn't have my hand up. I just had my, my hand leaning here. Oh, no. <laughs> no. But I will say amen, and this is an amazing... I mean, this is Colossians 1.18, that mm -hmm. Jesus is the head of the church. He really is not poet, poet, uh, poetry. It's real. No. And it ends so that he'll have preeminence first place and every square centimeter on this planet and that's what's amen. happening it's exciting amen good word i didn't raise my hand though <laughs> well it's kind of in your in your chat room you have it so you're up in the top. oh oh I didn't, okay I, don't worry I, about I, it okay no, what you just shared is powerful. Okay, so here we want to share a few details as we wrap up in the next five minutes. And this has been a great call. Thank each of the presenters that, you know, John and Carol, we love you. Duncan and Kate, thank you so much. Banning Leafshire, you're amazing. And then all of our advisors and catalysts that have shared, thank you so much. We have amazing catalysts and they'll be part of our ongoing meetings. So we will have every Wednesday morning a gathering, uh, the first gathering of the month will be much more open. I'll be sharing a bit. Diane will be sharing a bit. We're going to have some key leaders from the body of Christ coming on. Hopefully Banning, Banning will join us again in a couple of months to help kind of kick this thing off. But we're going to have others, you know, in the last six months, we've had amazing teachers beyond the ones we've had here. We've had Ed Silvoso. We've had uh, Cheon. We've had Bill Johnson speak in our master classes. Well, these are leaders we're going to be pulling in to, to speak to our members now. And then instead of uh, opening that up to the general public, we're going to have a podcast that airs on Wednesday right afterwards, so around 10.30 Pacific time. We're going to have a podcast. Initially, we're just going to have some of our advisors and some of our catalysts to introduce themselves and share what they believe. And so you get to know some of our team if you if you actually listen to podcasts. And we'll have some of them also speak into our members' times as well, although it'll be a little shorter presentation, because in our members' times, our second and fourth week, we want to actually break into small groups to focus on these 
these different areas of specialization that we're talking about. We want to release leaders that are actually penetrating every sphere of society. And so we're going to begin to build those teams and build those platforms and also allow for you to build your personal platform on our site in the next couple of months. So we're just integrating a new system into our site that'll allow you to have your face, your bio, and your preferences, and they'll be linked in keywords so that others can find you and you can find them. We're really trying to create a coalition of kingdom-minded leaders that really have a passion and ownership to change the world. And so, you know, we're so excited about the future, what God is going to be doing as we build this over the next six months, year, two years. We believe that we will have in place a place of equipping, a place of mentoring and opportunity for deeper coaching. We're also going to have these catalytic groups that will actually raise you up into positions of leadership and influence and mentoring others so that we can actually change the leader level of the body of Christ. Like right now, I would say the leader level is around a five or six. We want to go to an eight, nine, ten. I mean, we want to see those leaders that are fully uh, embracing the presence of God and the power of God, but mixing it with the principles of the word of God so that we can be the influencers that God has called us to be. So we will have these Wednesday morning, you know, uh, Pacific time. We'll have the first meeting of the month be more general with key speakers the next two meetings the the second and the fourth will be catalyst groups and then the third meeting we're going to enlist our prophetic teams to give prophetic words to every person that's part of this ministry so we want to be encouraged in the prophetic every month as we move forward and then our podcast will run right after that you don't have to be a part of that that'll just be running as a broadcast but we're going to have key leaders from our movement sharing their hearts sharing their their perspectives and moving ahead so anyway that Michael, gives you uh, idea of the structure and uh, we have to close in just a few minutes. Diane, why don't you say a few words as we wrap up? Michael, then I've got one more thing to say, okay? Okay, sure. So Glenn, why don't you do that right now and then I'll have Diane share and then we'll close. Yes, we have a membership, okay? That we have for Kingdom Leaders. We've had a special pre-launch rate. We're gonna extend that another day and we're gonna send it out to you, but it's at leadersalliance.org slash join. So if you want to become a member, we encourage you to have a special rate through tomorrow. So I'm going to put that uh, slide up just for a second uh, so that people can see that. And uh, here it is right here. Okay, so leadersalliance.org slash join. Absolutely. My one responsibility to share that, that link, <laughs> and I didn't remember. <laughs> That's why so I'm here, Michael. No, thank you so much, Glenn, for coming in on that. And so you go to that website, you'll see a little bit about what we're doing, and you'll have an opportunity to join. And if you join in the next 24 hours, you'll get what we call our stakeholders a membership rate, which actually bypasses the, the general membership process that we'll be presenting after this time into the future. 
And so, but you can also just subscribe and you will get our newsletter, which will have a bunch of free resources that we're just giving away. We want to bless the whole body of Christ. But all of you are ministers or leaders or marketplace people. You understand that we need the, uh, to have a fee to this because we're, we're paying a staff to make it happen. So it requires uh, that, that involvement from you as your membership. But we want to extend the stakeholders membership one more day, a discounted membership opportunity. Go to that website, leadersalliance.org slash join, and we will launch all of that uh, today. Yeah, so I, I just heard today when I walked in, it took our team of several people eight or 12 hours over the last two days to set this live feed up on so many forums. Um, I mean, you guys, I just want to encourage you as we are building this, we can dream out loud. Like, wouldn't it be amazing if this grew to the point where we had hundreds of thousands and millions of dollars where we could support one another's missions and ministries? Like that we could, you know, um, again, you know, united they stand, divided they fall. The church has been in separate corners and separate denominations by and large. And our young people don't want to go to those churches anymore. You know, they want to be a part of a community and feel that they're a part of the family. They want to see the mom and dads work in a healthy way together. And I just think we are on the verge historically of God rewriting the history of what the church has been versus what the church is becoming. We have to be different. We have to grow. That new wineskin is going to look and be different for this next technological generation and for the babies that are being born that are um, getting raised up. And part of it, I know, is working together arm in arm, hand in hand, across ministry lines and denominational lines. Amen. So let me close in prayer. It's been such an honor to have you on this call. Uh, just so grateful for our presenters and also so grateful for your participation. We encourage you to join us in this. This is going to be a wild ride. We're super <laughs> excited about what God is going to do in this next uh, season uh, through Leaders Alliance. And we want you to come on board, join one of our Catalyst teams, really start to build your personal uh, presence among us and yeah. your influence among us, because what we want to do is create that kind of dynamic. In fact, what, what Banning said about, you know, having a thousand members who are going after what that one member was able to achieve, we want to actually create a platform for everyone who is participating to do the same. Kind of like a LinkedIn of the kingdom of God. Yeah, we're like a, a kingdom LinkedIn. Yeah. And we want to actually promote your ministry to actually produce that outcome. So Father, in the name of yeah. Jesus, I bless every man and woman on this call. Lord, I'm so thankful mm -hmm. for every one of them coming on and, and asking, yeah. who are you? Where are you going? Can I be a part of it? And we pray, Father, that you speak to each one to join us in this uh, amazing moment. And Father, we thank you so much and ask <laughs> blessing on each one, the ministries represented, the businesses represented, the educational structures represented, all the spheres that have come on this call. Bless each one for the glory of Jesus. Amen. 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 God bless you guys. Love you guys. We'll be signing off now. Take care. Mm -hmm. <laughs>